What's up, folks? I got my guy Joshua Buckhalter from Soren Down South. We're about to talk all things Atlanta Hawks. Hawks Beat Podcast starts now. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. We are presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. Make sure you show some love to all of our Minute Media Podcast affiliates. Um... Yeah, show them some love, man. Show them some love. <laughs> but um, we got a special show for you guys today, man. Got uh, I brought on my guy Joshua Buckhalter, who writes for Soaring Down South, um, and has his hands into several other things. But uh, Soaring Down South is one of the premier sites for the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, we just chopped it up, chopped it up about the Hawks, man. We previewed the team, talked about certain guys on the roster. Um, where does this team ultimately finish in the East? What's the deal with John Collins? Does this team have enough depth? Will this team miss Kevin Herter? Like we talked about it all. It went a little long. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to run it in a two part series. Um, I'm going to run the first part now and the second part will come shortly uh, in a day or two. But um, before I get into the pod, I just want to remind you to make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat is how you get at us. You know how to get down with the get down. <laughs> we also want you to connect with us on our um, on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you swing us a five-star rating and help us out in the podcast community. So if you could do those two things for us, we would be greatly appreciated. Um yeah, man. So we about to get into this interview again. Um, Joshua Buckhalter with Soaring Down South. Let's get into this interview. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? We have a special guest with us here on the Hawksby podcast. Not new to the show, but we welcome him back into the show. Uh, my guy, Joshua Buckhalter, man. Josh, how we doing, sir? 
man, I'm great. I appreciate it. Uh, you're special. You know, that's that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I decided to bring him back on, man. We had such a good time last time. We even mean to go back and forth, and we planned something a while ago, but schedules finally uh, schedule finally worked out for both of us, man. <laughs> man, and you know what though? This is what we needed. We were just talking about off the air, off air about it being a dead period in the in the league. Kind of needed that to so you can kind of reconnect. So I like it. Yeah, man. Like I, we could go football, man, but for the sake of this being a Hawks podcast, <laughs> we're going to talk a little Hawks basketball. Uh, knowing that the season doesn't start for probably another month and a half and training camp and all that stuff, but there's still kind of some things to talk about. Uh, some things we haven't talked about, and it'd be just kind of a good convo to see uh, to check in with uh, what is going on with the uh, folks. Know Josh from uh, riding down at soaring down south. Uh, does good work over there, man. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh G Buck. Make sure you give him a follow. And uh, Josh, tell tell the folks everything that you got your hand. I know you got your hand in like five or six different things, man. So let the people know man. where they can get you. The grind is real. Um, you always like you said, follow me on Twitter at Josh G. Buck, and you can find all the stuff that I write, uh, clockersports.com. Cover the Bulls, cover the Chicago Bears as well. Uh, so just like you said, staying busy, man, trying to keep active. I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Um, you put up a piece today talking about uh Donovan Mitchell and uh Hawks uh, officially. Well, we kind of we kind of had an idea that like mm-hmm. you know once the Dejounte Murray deal came down, it was kind of like okay, well that kind of means no for Donovan. But uh, somebody put a tweet out there and just said, okay, hey, these teams are no longer interested, and the Hawks were one of those teams. So um, just talk a little bit about that real quick. Um, I was one of the people that was against it from the, the beginning. I never really saw the the fit. I get Mitchell's a great talent, uh, but I'm not putting him in the same backcourt with Trey Young. Um, so once they got to Jonte Murray, that just completely took it off the table for me. And I when I saw it pop back up, even after that happened, I was like, wait a minute now, what are we doing here? Uh, and then we got the report that you know that that's not the case, they weren't interested, which fit again, like I said, what I was thinking a lot more than any of the other reports. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it. it I mean, defensively, it would have been a train wreck. It would have been a train wreck, you know? And I get, like, most people don't care. They're like, oh, just bring him here and we'll figure it out. But nah, man, nah. you can't You can't be doing that. I mean, Murray, um, I, I was definitely anti-Donovan. Uh, and I was actually anti-Gobert, too. I didn't really – I wasn't really a fan of the Gobert uh, rumors that I saw there, too, as well. Some folks were, and, you know, I just was like, nah, I wasn't really feeling it, especially – um, you know, for the money and just a whole bunch of issues I thought were um, going on. What, what did you think about the Gobert thing? Were you on board with that or yeah or nay? Gobert's a funny player for me because I cannot stand Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Literally can't stand Rudy Gobert. However, <laughs> this summer as he was linked to both the Chicago Bulls and the Hawks, I said, man, that would be good fits for him because mm. both of those teams are very uh, offense heavy. And they need mm-hmm. somebody who could just like so it would have been a good compliment. But outside of that, like there's very few places where I'll be like, yeah, man, you need to go get you Rudy Gobert. Like I definitely yeah. wasn't wasn't saying that for Minnesota, and they gave up a lot. Oh man, they gave up they gave up a ton <laughs> for Gobert. It's, they're going to be an interesting team to watch, man. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I I thought that he had something that the Hawks needed, of course, being you know, a, a, I mean, he's he is. I mean, he changes things on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I just, I just, I just looked at how the league is now, and just like, nah, I just, I, I I'm thinking championship, and I'm like, well, you get better, yeah, but like, well, this bring you a championship, I don't know. Like, I could be wrong. I mean, I was wrong on, like, 
famously, I always bragged that I was wrong on Tim Duncan. Like when he came out of Wake Forest, I was like, yeah, man, he's kind of skinny. <laughs> <laughs> this dude don't have to do nothing. Man, he's so quiet and all reserved. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, take these take these uh, pigeons with a grain of salt. But it is what it is, man. If you're not if you're not wrong on somebody, you weren't talking enough. That's all that means. You gotta yeah. you gotta put yourself out there, man. <laughs> you got to, man. And, and when you and when you create content like we do, I mean, I think that the best create create uh, content creators are folks that be like, hey, man, this is where I got it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to come out with no authoritative. You know, not, this is, that ain't me, man. Like, yo, I get stuff wrong. You know, it's I give funny. my opinions. It's yeah. funny you said that because I did like two or three episodes about Luca, literally titled "My Luca Doncic Mia Culpa." Because my bad, you know what I mean. Like, I, <laughs> so I totally get it, and that it, it's not only is it a layup for content, but you're right, man. It shows some some humility that I don't think is there exists enough of it uh, in today's media landscape. So, yeah, and, and as someone that creates content for the Hawks, man, I, I try to stay far away from the whole Luca diatribe, <laughs> man, because that thing gets heated. That's toxic, and I. <laughs> I'd, I'd be in the middle of it. I'd be like, yo, man, I just asked a question. Folks be in your mentions and be ready to go to war, man. I'm like, God, leave, man. Let me, let me go to bed and cut this thing off. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, let's start with uh, DeJounte Murray, man. John uh, Schumann did a piece on uh, NBA.com just talking about just the defensive things that he brings to the table uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, man. What were your thoughts when they when they, when they – I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, man, this might actually happen. Like, oh, it happened. So, like, what kind of dynamic do you think Jonte's going to bring this year? Uh, I'm very intrigued by, A, his demeanor, first and foremost, because I don't think the Hawks had enough dog players, like enough guys who just wanted to get after you. And I, that's, if nothing else, we saw that from him this summer. Yeah. Um, and and then when you go to his skill set, his actual basketball skills, right, they complement compliment what Trey does so well. Um, in terms of being a lengthy defender, a guy who's an attack the basket guy, Trey can get to the basket as well, but you know what I mean? It's a different style. Um, yeah. and then just, he's got an intelligence about him. I think that it, it, it's kind of undersold because we're just talking about the attitude. We're talking about the defense, but you're not talking about his ability to kind of, uh, break down the defense. And that's what Schumann got into. I'm actually doing a reaction to that because he pointed out something that is a bit concerning to me, um, with the grand scheme, uh, with, with getting Murray. So, Still parsing through that, but there is something that that Schumann pointed out that I think might, uh, I don't want to say ruin, but could could spoil some of the fun that uh, the Hawks are going to have next year with Trey and Dejounte. Yeah, and, and I thought Schumann did a good piece on it. I mean, mm -hmm. he said of the uh, you know there's three guys in the league who average 20 points and nine assists, and the Hawks have two of the, two of those three guys. <laughs> it's like it's a good, good side of the ledger to be on. Yeah, I mean, like that's and I just think from like a playmaking standpoint, like you get another guy, number one, create, and number two, can mm -hmm. pass. You know, and get guys involved. Like that's what you need. But I mean, I still think that there are so many. Like I think this Hawks team needs like an identity. Like and and, and I talked to Chris Kirshner when you know when he did cover the Hawks last season. I was like it. it I was like, can you tell me, like, does this team have an identity? He was like, I don't know. And I like, I like, can you, can you say like last year's team had an identity? No, not at all. They haven't. So I think the identity left with solo. And I know that seems like a, a weird person to tie it to, but remember uh, that moment in the playoffs against the Knicks where Trey got bumped by, I think by Ner uh, Noel and yeah. shrugged it off. And everybody loves that moment. But what they don't show enough, at least in my opinion, is solo checking Nerlens Noel after that. And yeah. I don't think you had enough of those kind of guys once he was gone. And that kind of, you know, guys that will check you, will we'll check the other team, but will also check you if you're not living up to the standard. And I think 
as we heard them talk throughout the year, they weren't taking every game serious. Guys came in feeling like they made it. They needed a solo to get them in check. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a big solo guy too, man. I hate to see him go, but I mean, That's I understand. Tough. I understand the business part of it. Like, and like there is this team didn't have a lot of moxie last year. Like when they lost to the Heat, that wasn't just a loss of X's and O's. That was a there that was like a beatdown, like mentally. Like, I mean, they were just tougher and just pushed you around. You know what I'm saying? So it was just it, they were just more physical. And the Miami was a team of dogs last year. Like they had a plethora of dogs and you had maybe one for the Hawks. And, and, and I'm thinking of Okongu. He like, he's the only guy that has kind of like that dog ish mentality mm-hmm. that likes to bang and likes the physicality and doesn't mind, you know, going, and, and even still, he's still kind of a quiet, not like he's not going to chirp, but he just plays like a dog, you know? So if, De, if DeJounte can give you a little bit of that umph. You know that I think needs. I think that could be a real big game changer. It is, and and also the one I I wrote about this uh, a little while ago. His rebounding, you know, yeah. he averaged a near triple double, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, that's because there was nobody else on the team." But he still got those rebounds. And absolutely, this is a Hawks team that outside of Clint and and John, when he's healthy, doesn't or didn't rebound that well. Dre's not a great rebounder. We know Trey's not a great rebounder. So to get Murray in there, I think is just one of the another unheralded aspect that he's going to bring to this team next year. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about John Collins, but before I do, uh, as we finish up on Murray, are there any concerns that you have? Because when I, when I talk about Murray, and I just did a three-part series on the Hawks roster, talked about the point guards, the wings, and the bigs. And I try to talk about the strengths, but I also try to talk about realistically uh, concerns or things that you may have. So do you have concerns about this backcourt? at all or or no are you all in uh so i'm both i actually had there are concerns but because we don't know i'm not gonna let them ruin my my excitement over what they yeah do. yeah um, of course and like i said it, it's in in schumann's piece where he talked about murray's on ball defense and mm-hmm. how he's easily fooled and i think that a big part or the selling point rather of bringing him in is that he's gonna be that terrific on ball defender and if one of uh schumann's points is that no that's not the case we could have a problem here. So I want to look into some more numbers in that before I, I give a, a complete, you know, uh, I'm freaking out over this or maybe just keep this in the back of your mind type of deal. But that is mm-hmm. something that I, I'm going to keep my eye on. Is he is he biting on pump fakes? Is he not making the right decisions, keeping his eyes elsewhere instead of focusing on, you know, things like that? Yeah, uh, because that's again, like I said, that was a big selling point is that he's going to be able to, you know, take Trey's man. And well, if you can't guard on the ball <laughs> as a guard, then we got a problem. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, absolutely. And and we, we all knew, and, and he talked about that in the piece, about what the Hawks' defense was last year. And I tell you what, it was a whole lot more of what it wasn't than what it was. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, my concern is, is the durability, you know, and not saying, you know, he did have the injury, I think like a year and a half ago or whatever. And, you know, and a lot of folks are saying, oh, you can stagger him and Trey. And, and I, I think that there's some, I don't know, I have some concerns about this team's depth and like, okay, like I believe that there's very little room for injury with this team. Like, I just feel like there's very little room and. I just, I mean, I hope that he plays at least 70, 75 games, you know, but um, you're going to need everybody to be healthy, which will take you down a whole another rabbit hole. But like, yeah, that's just kind of my concerns just that, okay, is he going to be the starting two guard and like a bad, what are we doing here? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like you can't run into 82 games is a long season. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, that's just kind of my concerns, but it, it, it pales in comparison to all the good things that I think that he's going to bring to this team. Yeah, I'm I'm way too excited to let that because I'm I'm with you on that. You never know. Um, the staggering thing, I in in theory, it sounds great to always have one of those two on the floor, but like you said, that's that doesn't always and rarely really ever happens in practice. So we'll have to see it play out. But man, I'm way too excited to be concerned right now. We'll see. Yeah, (laughs) give me a month in and we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, and Nate loves to play those those full full unit second teams because that's and that's why I can't even judge that. Because folks used to get mad when they played a full second team, and I was not like a fan of it. I didn't, I didn't really like it at all. But like folks would go in when they, they I wrote about that after unit. the deal actually, because he was Nate was on TV talking big stuff like, yeah, we're gonna do this, that, the third. And then I wrote a piece a little while later, like, yeah, remember what Nate used to do with players. So yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see. I'm fingers crossed, man. I'm, I'm really excited. Like I said, and one thing coaches don't do, especially coach like Nate McMillan. It's changed. Like they like Nate's gonna be who Nate's gonna be, man. Like not to this point. <laughs> he's not just all of a sudden and you're like 32. I don't know how long he's been in the league. All of a sudden you'd be like, hey, I think I'm gonna do this. Nah, coaches don't do that, man. So I was hey, encouraged I, though that he said he went to Oklahoma to train Trey on doing the off ball stuff. So that to me was why that's probably what my biggest step back for Nate. Like, okay, all right, Nate, I'm gonna let you talk and we'll see if you put yeah. it into play. But yeah, he he <laughs> it's definitely some sketchiness going on. Like We'll see, man. Amidst all of the um, DeJounte uh, uh, talk and trade talk and the backcourt and the new exciting bells and whistles, uh, one thing that's – I don't want to say it's kind of got lost on the sauce, but, like, John Collins is, is – the John Collins story has kind of been buried a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing about it is, like, whenever you hear somebody who's really plugged into the league, uh, Brian Renhorst and even Chris before he left the Athletic, Everybody was almost talking with almost a certainty that, yeah, Hawks are still looking to move John Collins. And, like, I don't – I haven't seen any rumors. I haven't heard anything, like, as of late. But, like, what is your temperature on just the whole John Collins thing, man? 
this sounds like a um my take on it has been that they they never wanted to get into this long-term deal with him in the first place, but they mm-hmm. know he's a good player. So it seems like something just the fit just isn't right, right? Mm. Um heard that they had they were being urged by his reps to to trade him before they signed this contract. Uh never happened. And so now it's kind of one of those things where like, okay, well we can use you, but if we can find another place, then we'll do that too. So they're, they're kind of walking two paths here. And yeah. it hasn't there's been it's 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 been a source of of contention throughout the season in the past, so I'm concerned to see how that happens with this locker room still trying to gel and all of that. Uh, but John is a terrific player, and I've never understood the, their uh, seeming uh, intent on moving him. I didn't get it because I just thought that maybe you should try to to he wants a, a, a more defined role. Just give John something to do <laughs> and tell him what because I, I I think I brought brought this up to you, but John's a military guy. You know, he's yeah. coming from a military background. I think he wants that structure that I don't. Yeah. I'm not in that room. I'm not in his head. I don't know this, but it sounds from what he was complaining about that he just wants to know. He wants a structure. Give him that and see, I think, him take off. Yeah, man. I, I said in my last pod that, like, I mean, if it was up to me, I, like, I would keep him. I mean, like, you're, you're paying him. Like, you might as well, like, keep him. And the thing is, like, if you trade him, like, are you going to get the value back? And I think more times than not, you're probably not going to get that value back. You're probably going to get a ton of picks, probably. Maybe some picks you lost in the Murray deal. But you're not going to get a, another a, a better power forward coming back. Definitely not. So the question is, do you believe in, in Jalen Johnson that much that you're willing to let John go for some picks and, and a journeyman power forward and let Jalen Johnson get get the get the uh you know get get those minutes? There might there, not there. be a bigger Jalen Johnson fan out there than me. I wrote about before he even got drafted. I said if he falls to the Hawks, they have to take him. I, that was the headline. Like they that's they your guy, huh? <laughs> even I will tell you right here today on the Hawks beat podcast. That is not the case. Don't they? They can't do that. You can't throw us <laughs> into that road. He's not ready. Don't do that to yourselves, Atlanta. <laughs> I, and they have just, to figure out something, but it, it's weird. It really is, and it's like all the signs are pointing that they're still making them. They're looking to make a move, and this, that, and the other. But like, if you are in a win now mode, like, why would you take out a guy who is a, a fringe all star? You know, who, who puts up good numbers, and you know he. I mean, he got the little corner ball, three ball. He he he's athletic, can jump out the gym. I mean, he. I mean, of course, he can be a better rebounder and defender and everything. But like, he is a solid power forward. I would say he's solid. He's better than most, you know. Jones. And like, I just I don't understand like why. And the only and, and here's the thing, like the caveat to that is, is there something from a personality standpoint that doesn't mix with? Maybe a team superstar. You know what I'm saying? I'm just raising the questions. I don't know. You know I, what I'm saying? I thought, I thought that too before they played together in the pro am pro am. Like that, you chose to go together. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That to me kind of dispelled a lot because I was thinking the same thing. Like it has to be clashing with Trey because they had that confrontation in the past. But I think Trey's a guy who might appreciate that, right? Yeah. Because he knows that you care as much as he cares. So I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I really feel like what John is missing is some structure in his individual game. He just wants to know what you want him to do. Cause he going out. The, Cause if you watch him to play sometimes, and I've made this complaint to Matt, uh, the other expert over at soaring, I feel like sometimes Colin is trying to do everything within one play. Yeah. And <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> no, no, just go out there and grab this board for this, you know, for these presents until we, till we put you in the scores role. And that's another thing. Give him a couple series to be the feature guy scoring. Like I just, I, 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 I always come back to Nate 
and wanting him to put guys in the more advantageous positions. And Kyle's is probably at the top of that list. Yeah. I mean, there have been plenty of times where, like, it'd be like, oh, he's kind of cooking. And then, like, Dominique on the broadcast, like, oh, you can just got to go to him until they stop him. You know what I'm saying? They won't, they won't send him the ball for two more quarters. <laughs> and then he won't see the – like, he'll have, like, a 12-point, like, second quarter, and he'll he'll fitness with, like, 16. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's just – it's really weird. I don't understand, like, the desire to really move him. I don't see, like – and, you know – Tony said he was okay with paying the money. I mean, they're they're barely over the tax. I mean, I don't know if the money's in it. I don't I don't know. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And uh obviously it doesn't really make sense to you either. So I guess we don't have much to, <laughs> to offer the fan. You know, sorry to couldn't clear that up for y'all. We can, but but at least we're both clear that we're both don't really understand the need to uh to to move him, you no. know, and but that's a twenty and ten guy at his like he's twenty ten without before even having himself fully acclimated to the NBA game. He was twenty and ten. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I just don't think if you're trying to win a championship, if you're trying to compete for a championship, uh, taking him off this team doesn't make this team better. I just at the end of the day, I don't think that happens. And no amount of draft picks, no no power forward that you're going to bring in is going to do that. I don't think that's just my opinion. In addition to that. The Murray trade was kind of a win now move. That's not a win down the road. I mean, I don't know. I know he's young, but that when you trade like that, that's a, a you know sooner rather than later type of deal. So you can't be making any more moves to go backwards, and that's like you said would be a move backwards. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. Um, let's hit a little bit on Jalen Johnson because if you talk about John Collins, you got to talk about Jalen Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, a guy who we didn't see much of last season. Um, well. I saw some because I covered the College Park team too as well. And I thought it was very good in College Park. It, it, it appears that the Hawks see him more as kind of a big, uh, as more of a, a four, even some small ball five at times. Um, I thought he played good in College Park, but, I mean, he didn't see the floor as a rook. And, you know, that's kind of old school Nate McMillan. Like, yo, man, you know what I'm saying? You got to carry this water before you get these minutes. Now they're in a position where Gallo is gone. That's 25 minutes a game. That has to go to a backup power forward. Um, what do you think we're going to see for Jalen in, in, in year two? Something. And I say that half tongue-in-cheek because, like you said, we didn't get to see much of him at all and last year. And I think that that's going to be a detriment to start this year because he's mm-hmm. still going to have to get his feet wet. But yeah, as the season goes on, I would imagine he, he gets adjusted well and – I'm high on him, but I, I don't know what to expect because he's looked great in the G League and then come up in his minutes, his sparing minutes. Maybe that's why it was so bad, but it just looked, it didn't look right. It looked discombobulated. It looked maybe too fast for him. But then he goes back down to the G League and he dominates. So yeah. he's 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 on the cusp of his NBA, you know, being ready for the NBA. But I'm not, I'm not sure yet because we just haven't seen enough of him at that level. And that to me is why I harped on, you know, get him some some rap last year. Like just get him some, some real rap. Some. some something there's there had to be some games in them stretches where you guys were getting blown out that he could have been playing like come on man yeah it just it never happened and i i will forever wonder and we'll see uh how much of a toll it takes to start the year yeah i mean he's not gonna be good out the gate like he's just not (laughs) going to like and and there's nothing wrong it's not his fault you know what i'm saying because he's still he's still technically a rook you know Mm -hmm. what i mean he hasn't seen many nba minutes and very few people have come into the league you know, in their first 50 games as an NBA player have been good, you know. 
I think I believe in the long term Jalen Johnson. I like his skill set, and I think that he could be a very good NBA player. Um, but the next year in the beginning, he's just not going to be good. I mean, especially defensively, he was kind of all over the place, yes. you know. But that's that's expected. And so you got to get him in minutes. And, and it's up to Nate to figure out how he is going to work that in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be at no more, you know, seven minutes a game. Because, I mean, who are your backup power forwards? It's like him and maybe Mo Harkless. You know, Mo Harkless can play a little bit of the four. Uh, you don't got a lot of options there, you know. And that's why I did bringing the whole John Collins thing again, like, yo, man, it's like, it's not like you got a lot in the stable here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he just got a like factory you. power forwards ready to go. This isn't power forward you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not. But, I mean, I hope the kid does well. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of him. He's, there's going to be some bumps and bruises. Hawks fans, I'm telling you right now, I know how y'all get. I love y'all to death. Oof. But I'm telling y'all. It's a fickle there's bunch. Gonna, <laughs> there's going to be some bumps and bruises with Jalen. Give him time. I think in the long run, he will be fine. And this this fan base will grow to love him. But uh, there's going to be some bumps, man, because I think he's going to get more minutes if, if by no chance, like, John Collins can't play the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's Nate, a lot there. If you're Nate, be proactive with John Collins' health. He's a guy who's missed time over the years. So I would say to get over what you – because I'll agree with you. Out the gate, it's probably going to look really rough. So yeah. get that out of the way. I would try to get that out of the way as much as possible early on because, hey, man, you had a whole season. Here's one thing you can say about Nate not playing him. He got to watch it. Yeah. You got to see the process every day. And I know for me that helps. Even if it doesn't, even if it's not the most helpful, it definitely helps to see how it's done. So now – it's a it's a crash course, but you've already seen it once in your mind. And I think that that should help him. But to get over it as quick as possible, I would give him as much force feed him some minutes early on. And in, in the name of preserving John, preserving uh, Big O, preserving Clint, those all three of those guys have had some uh, health concerns. So get Jalen some run as much as possible when the when the situation allows for it and let him get work through some of those issues that are inevitably going to come. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, folks, that was Joshua Buckhalter was soaring down south. I'm stopping the interview right here, but there is tons and tons of content on the second half of this interview. We're going to talk about where we see this talks team ultimately uh, finishing the season in the standings. We're going to talk about some more about the starters. We're going to talk. We're going to talk roster. We're going to talk about the whole nine, the whole kit and caboodle. So you don't want to miss part two of our interview with Joshua Buckhalter, man. Again, thank you so much for checking out the Hawksbeat podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. I hope your week has been going swell. And like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him, get to know him, show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Free beats.io. Free beats.io. Free beats.